Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Fish Nerds. I am Dave. I'm Clay. And uh, we're, we're going to start with a conversation um, that Clay and I had when we, we were going to do a regular show. And we realized it's just not time to do a regular show. So uh, It doesn't work. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's been a – those who follow the Fish Nerds on Facebook know about this already. But it's – I live in New Hampshire. We live in New Hampshire. I live in the White Mountains uh, in a very small community. And the other night I was coming out of a meeting – uh, with a friend of mine, Brian, a uh, colleague, and the meeting was in a building uh, right on on the water. And we heard, we heard a guy screaming um, on the ice, just screaming for help. And one of the worst sounds like you can imagine, just complete panic screaming. So uh, my friend uh, and I, we each grabbed our phones. We each called 911 at the same time. I told him to run to the fire department, which was right next door to the building we were in. And I ran out on the ice to try and help the person who was in the water. And uh, feel free, by the way, to stop at any time and ask me questions. <laughs> um, anyway, so I ran out in the water. I'm on the phone with 911, which um, on a cell phone might not be the best thing to do when you need help. I don't know if that's true or not, but... I felt like it was a, a slow process. I probably could have, could have done better calling 411 and asking for the fire department's phone number because it took a long time to get uh, people to understand what I was, what, where I was. Well, and that's one of the things I've heard recently, a mis, um, misunderstanding. People think if you call from your cell phone that your GPS kind of magically gives your location to 911. Yeah, and you would think it would, and you would hope it could, right? Because my phone knows where I am. I could turn the GPS on. It could find me within two or three feet. Right, but 911 is not set up for that. So. No, which is, which is a real shame. And if you ever want a good case for putting money into it, this might be the case for it. Um, the, uh, the 911 operator, uh, and if I'm giving too many details, let me know. I'll stop. But the, the 911 operator asked me where I was. I said, listen, I'm behind the Conway Fire Department, on the pond. Somebody is in the water. I need help now. Uh, that's pretty clear. There's only one fire department in Conway. Then she went on to ask me what street it's on and what's the address. And I said, somebody's in the water right now. Call the Conway Fire Department. Tell them to go outside with a rope and get out there now. Uh, and then she said, um, let me transfer you to your local 911. 
Oh, and, so she, and, who knows where she was from? Uh, yeah. So then I got transferred and I had to start that conversation over again. Mm. So the guy, I'm on the ice now. I'm 25 feet from the person in the water. I can see him. I'm yelling. I'm getting help. Hang on. We're going to get you help. And I'm looking everywhere for something I can help with. Now, I don't have any ropes or tools or anything with me. I'm just me on the ice. And I, I'm looking for a long branch. So I see near the shoreline a long branch hanging out over the water. So I make my way towards that. I'm still on the phone with 911 with one hand, talking to the operator. And I reach for the branch, and the ice under my feet gives way. Mm. And, and I go all the way underwater. Hmm. And I've, I've fallen in the ice before, but I've never fallen under the ice. Mm. And I quickly, um, like... I don't know how fast because all the time is condensed, but very quickly got out of the water. I did the baby seal move, you know, where you just kind of shoot up on your belly on the ice and mm-hmm. slide out. Um, and I was out pretty fast. Now, st- at this point, the fire department still has not got outside their building. Hmm. Um, and I, I've been on the ice for probably minutes, not a ton of minutes, but but measure. I could probably measure it in minutes. And I can't tell you how much time has gone by, but it, it's – a long, long enough time for me to fall through the ice and get myself out, and still I'm all by myself with this guy on the ice. Right. And he's still with me. He's still yelling for help. Mm-hmm. Um, he begins screaming louder. I'm not going to be able to hang on anymore. You have to help me. Now, was he at this time, was he floundering, like splashing around? Or? He was ha- hanging on. So he was holding on to the ice. Yeah. Okay. And just screaming. I'm trying to direct him to put his arms on the ice, and he can't, he doesn't react to anything I yell to him. Mm-hmm. I ask him what his name is, no no reaction, just screaming for help, um, which is very hard. Mm. Uh, the fire, finally a fireman comes out on the ice as well as a police officer. Neither one has a rope tied to them. Um, and the, the, the police officer walks a little bit closer to the guy at the water, shines a light on him, and the fireman has a rope cannon, a rope gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like an air gun with a rope inside of it, and he fires it towards the person in the water. And uh, he, he's a few feet away. The person in the water can't reach the rope. Hmm. Um, and then they, the, uh, they have to reset or whatever. And in that short second, the person went under the ice. Hmm. And I yelled, he's under the water. You got to get him. You got to get him. Now, I'm not in charge or anything. And, of course, no one's listening to me. Right. Um, and they, they, they dragged me off the ice. <laughs> hmm. And then the rescue team went out to try to get him. And I thought for sure they'd get him. I mean, he was right there. Yeah. Um, and if I'm describing that part of the, the lake, um, that lake is a man-made lake system that's made out of a river, and this is near the drainage area. So this part of the lake is more river than lake. Mm. So there's moving water under the ice, and this part never freezes well. Um, it's not a place I would ever ice fish or walk on or anything like that. And this person probably walked in this spot. You know, he's a local kid. He probably had walked now over that spot 100 times in his lifetime mm. to a shortcut, and he just said that was not his day. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so he drowned. He didn't make it. Um, they didn't find him that night and it was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And I, I keep playing it in my head. Like, you know, what else could I have done? And, you know, the fire department, fishing game, everybody's been very cool with me and let me know that I did what I could. And, uh, it's tough, Dave. Yeah. I can, I, uh, yeah. Very surreal situation I can't, yeah uh, you know can't imagine yeah and he's a young guy 23 year old he's got two kids you know he's got a newborn and a four-year-old mm. and it just 
be just a bad mistake, you know. And a lot of people online are, you know, saying terrible stuff. Or, you know, what a dumb thing to do, but it's just a mistake. Yeah. You know? And any one of us can make mistakes, especially at twenty three. You know, it's. Oh, exactly, exactly, yeah. and um, yeah, just it, it only takes obviously a second, and mm-hmm. um, it is it 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 does surprise me that there was so much so many rescue people there mm-hmm. that they and I'm sure they all feel terrible. I'm yeah. sure of it. I, I it's so hard not to second guess what they do. Yeah. And not to say, oh, if only they had done that, but I don't know that's fair either. Right. Um I don't know what their training is. I don't know what their protocols are, what their rules are. I mean, they've got to protect themselves. And right. you know, I'm wondering, you know, in my head, I'm like, why didn't he just run and jump in the water? His buddies were twenty feet away from him. And that's not a fair thing to ask someone to do, <laughs> you know. So there's there's so many things that you know, I play this in my head over and over again. And I d I don't know what yeah. you know, how to make the outcome different besides getting there faster. Uh twenty seconds more probably he would have been saved. Yeah. You know. And um I know I I twenty seconds, geez. <laughs> I mean maybe let maybe thirty, but it's not much. We're not talking about a lot of time. Yeah. Um I I paid a close attention to the news reports mm-hmm. that came out. Um and it's it's interesting that so there was one report that said that the water that he drowning was five feet deep yeah no it was eight feet deep yeah. where he where they found his body was eight feet deep yeah. yeah so it's some some shoddy reporting on that front yeah now even if it was five feet deep it wouldn't make any difference uh it's a muddy murky area he may not have known how shallow it was if you're five feet deep and you fall through the ice at night and you get in that cold water you don't know how your body's going to react. You don't know where the panic's going to set in. It doesn't matter how deep it is. Yeah it's, yeah. it's not even all that relevant. Yeah. You know, if it was two feet deep, maybe we can talk about, oh, he should have just stood right up. But five feet deep is, is deep, cold water. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter. And with the silty bottom, I mean, it hardly matters either. So. You can go five feet of water and three feet of mud. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where I fell in, I was right by the shoreline and it was... I didn't hit the bottom. Wow. And I went straight down over my head. Wow. Um, I, you know, uh, magically, my phone still works. That, that's incredible. Yeah. But that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but you focus, on the, you focus on the details that don't matter, too. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. I lost my hat and my cell phone got wet. Um, and it, it doesn't seem important. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it wakes you up to 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 talk about a little bit about you know how important it is to 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 be careful on the ice and be thoughtful and mindful of where you're at um, and what you're doing mm-hmm. um, because like I said this could happen to anybody and so just just let the fish nerds tell you that um, uh, just be aware of yourself be careful and look out for each other because um, I'm heartbroken mm. you know I don't know the guy but yeah yeah. But I know his family. I, I know his uncle uh, and a few other people in his family I've known. So, yeah, and like you said, uh, just a just a mistake. Just a mistake. Yeah, yeah, just a terrible mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean you know he was dumb. It means he did a dumb thing. At twenty three, we all God, amount of dumb stuff stuff you do at twenty three years old, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. What so this is this has gotten me thinking about sort of ice safety and ice safety mm-hmm. gear and those yeah. kinds of things. 
Um, one of the things I've been putting off buying, I had a spud, let's see, maybe five years ago. Um, mm-hmm. and it was a, a chisel that was in a section of, um, pipe. Like, I uh, remember this. Uh, let me describe it for, and we're gonna we're gonna lighten up a little bit here. Uh, let me describe it for people. So Dave took a piece of pipe and a and a and a chisel, like a wood chisel, and he screwed it into the end of the pipe. And we would go out in the ice, and he would chisel this like one inch hole in the ice. And you would this is before you had a fish finder, and you would jig in that hole. Yeah. <laughs> and if you hooked a fish. You put your rod down the hole and you would drill your your hole next to that little tiny hole and catch your fish. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you that's how you found fish. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, I still have that chisel somewhere. It's somewhere in my shed, and you uh-huh. know my shed is very um, is very hoarders now. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not easy to find everything. But uh, you know that's one of the things I'm like, okay, you know, I need to drop some money and you know get get a spud get a chisel and uh because that's that's the way you test you walk out like it's a walking stick and you pound on the ice for a while and if it doesn't go clear through you're good right and and this particular spot he would have he would not have gone the ice if he had a chisel yeah exactly well you know you likely wouldn't have how's that we don't know what he would have done right right um there's of course the story of you and i about it must be like 10, 15 years ago now, mm-hmm. out on a tidal river and walking along with a chisel. I think it was probably that chisel. Probably. <laughs> um, and, uh, all, you know, walking like it was a walking stick, really not checking the ice because we had been on solid ice, you know, that day. Yep. And then all of a sudden it goes poof and goes right through. Yeah. And who fell through? Uh the- me. <laughs> you you yeah. did fall through. Although that was yeah. a different spot. Oh, a different spot. Okay. I get Man, confused with what story you're telling. Yeah, no, th- this was uh, the one at the Lamprey River. That's so, right. Oh, yeah. yeah so we went pretty... out. We, we went to the right instead of the left. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, it was, it was you know, like an inch down there. Yeah. You can go easily from six inches of ice to one inch of ice in four or five steps. Yeah. Without yeah. question. Yeah. It's just it's just which, how the current's set up. So. Mm-hmm. And and how the ice has has fractured. So so anyway, so that's one thing I'm going to invest in before I go out. Yeah, and and uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I need to get my ice picks back out again. Put those around my neck when I'm on the ice. Yeah, so. I I have those. I I never I, put them on. I never do either. Yeah. Um. And this this is a little reminder for me to to be safe. And there are people who I see on two feet of ice with those around their neck, and I'm like, I don't need those, but. Uh, I'm going to take ice safety way more seriously after this event. I would, I you would know. think so. And granted, this person wasn't fishing and he was not on a piece of ice that you should ever go on. Right. But um, I never want to be in a situation where I'm screaming for help. Right. Exactly. Uh, the other thing I'm going to, and I have it, although I think I'm just going to buy a new one, is just a big long rope. Yes. <laughs> and um, Tim oh. Tim Moore, I think it was his last show that, that he – graciously uh gave us to to publish i think two or three podcasts ago um he said something interesting which i thought was interesting he said if you go out alone and you have a you have a big long rope just tie the big long rope to you and just just let it trail behind you right because if you do fall in at least now you've got a rope out there where somebody could grab onto it that's a good point yeah so yeah and uh, as... you, you and I have done ice testing before on Pequawket Pond, same pond this incident happened on. Mm. And I had a life jacket on, a chisel, 
and a long rope tied around my waist. Yep. And that's how we tested the ice. I, I took a few steps out. You stayed off the ice while I tested it. <laughs> so, uh, and we didn't fall through. No. No. And uh, the life jacket is the, so the other thing I was thinking about. Because they yeah. do make, they do make these inflatable life vests that are, that are just kind of like cloth normally. But then when the mechanism gets wet, they instantly inflate. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Oh, or um, a lot of anglers now are moving into the float suits. I know. Um, it's a bit of a pricey investment, uh, but if you fall through, you, you're buoyant. And right. that's really critical because if you pass out above the water, uh, you've got a good long time where you can, where you'll, where you, where you can be safe still. Because Yeah. What's, now, does clam – oh, they call them lift suits. They don't call them – and they don't – they won't tell you their flotation devices. Right, because they must not have the right – Right, um, yeah. The right but all the all the all the fishing companies are making them now. Whether it's clam or, or Fraybill or whoever, they're they're everyone's making them, and they're about three hundred bucks. Yeah, it looks like so, uh, at Glenn's Army Navy store. Mm-hmm. Glenn does not give us money, so this nope, is just he could. We take his money. <laughs> uh, they're three seventy nine ninety nine for the lift suit, although it looks like it's just the top. But maybe that's yeah. You got to buy the the uh, the bib overalls and the jacket separate. Yeah, I think. Although I don't know, it looks like maybe this is the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Good. it's the whole thing for yeah for like four hundred bucks. It's normally four forty nine ninety, and Glenn will let it go for three seventy nine. What a great guy! Yeah, yeah. Now that's outside my ever price line. Mm. Like it's just not going to happen. So uh, you you don't necessarily need a float suit. What you need to do is test the ice and not fish where you're going to need it. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Like you probably if you if you do everything else properly, you won't need the float suit. Uh, you can go to um, your local fishing game website, and every single one of them where there's ice fishing will have ice safety guidelines. I highly recommend you read them tonight uh, and share them with everybody you know, even if they're not ice fishermen. Uh, and and keep people safe uh, because this tragedy should not happen. Yeah, it should not happen. The um, I just looked online for survival suits, and you know those are the ones that you see the commercial fishermen uh, yeah. get themselves into, and then they jump in the water and they can float in freezing water for a long time. Yeah, um, they're cheaper. Really, and I, I'm not shocked. You put you put a label on something and they, the price is double, right? Yeah. How much are the survivor suits? Um, well, here's a, a Imperial Immersion suit for three forty nine. Much cheaper. No, not much cheaper. Three. They're they're all in the three hundreds, and you you could get up to six seven hundred dollars. I'm Ooh, sure you can get higher than that. <laughs> yeah, there's a thousand dollar one there, but it's an yes. ice rescue suit. Uh, this just in off of the WMUR Facebook page. After one man died in Conway after falling through the ice, another almost died trying to save him. Officials are warning public to stay away from the ice. I didn't almost die. Mm. I don't think that's fair, and I think that's um, it devalues. I I I I'm troubled by this, and I, I hate this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm troubled by that. I, I I want to respond to it, but I'm like, ah, I hate that. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't in mortal danger. I was fine. Um, but I guess they they just want people to stay off the ice, and that's fair. Right. But, so we talked a little bit about ice safety, uh, you know, the gear to have with you yes. and, and how to be smart on that. There are many um, 
many, what I want to say, illustrations out there and recommendations on minimum ice thickness. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at one that says, and this is kind of interesting, two inches or less, stay off. Right. There used to be the old guidelines used to be a horse can go on two inches of ice. That was their old rule of thumb. That's not a good rule of thumb. That's that's bad (laughs) for the horses. That's very bad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it is interesting. It used to be lighter because I remember seeing seeing that. Um, and then it well, says because ice is remarkably strong, right? Uh, you know, I've 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 walked on thin ice and done fine. And but to be prudent, if you're going to put out safety guidelines, they have to be prudent. They can't be based on like the braking strength. They have to be on. This is a sure thing, right? Right. So exactly. Um, there, there's another illustration. That says that ducks can get on a quarter inch of ice. I bet they could. I bet they could because they're ducks. Doesn't do. Is, is that useless? It's, how about a, how how about a turkey? <laughs> I don't know what a turkey <laughs> right. would do. Um, and then, of course, like I said, it says, uh, "Oh, this one says three inches or less. Stay off the mm-hmm. ice." Um, and then what's interesting, and then it goes up to four inches, and it says four inches is okay for ice fishing. It is. So I would say, why why do they even say two inches is not safe, and then they say four inches is safe? Why don't they just say everything below four is? See what I mean? I do see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't I don't get it. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so four inches of ice, and for me anymore these days, I I won't go out unless it's on five inches. No, and you know, it's funny because I, I almost never find four inches. Usually it's way more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing how fast, when, when it gets cold out, four inches goes away quick. It becomes five, six very fast. Um, yeah, and uh, they say five inches is good for a snowmobile. Yeah, I don't feel good about that either. Mm. <laughs> I, like, I like a good eight inches for my snowmobile. Yeah, I would so, think so. Yeah. Uh, and then this one says a car is good for eight to 12 inches. No, thank you. Yeah, I know. That seems yep. that seems tight, too. And then they say a truck 12 to 15. Yeah, I mean, anything over a foot, you could pretty near do anything on. Uh, but, God, I, I people, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go by the minimums. I would definitely push that number higher on all that stuff. Yeah, because it's not worth it. No, no. You've you got to get home. It's just fishing. Right. You know, but like all sports have inherent risk. I'm reading online. People are going, I can't believe those morons would go fishing, you know, on a winter like this. But that's like saying like if someone is skiing and they fall and break a leg, I can't believe that moron would ski on the snow. Or if, you know, you're a jogger and you sprain your ankle or I mean, any everything has inherent risk to it. And it's mitigating those risks that makes things okay. Right. Um, And so just use good judgment and. Know what is safe and know what you're able to do. You're not a superhero. And believe me, when you fall through the ice, you might think you know what to do. Uh, it's a different game when you're the one in the water. Mm. So just don't get in the water. Right. <laughs> don't put yourself in that situation. The um, I, I used to think, although I think now that if I actually went into freezing cold water, I might just go into cardiac arrest. Um, uh, no, <laughs> but I always thought it would be good to have a uh, to have a controlled environment where people practice falling in the water and getting out. I don't think that's a bad idea. 
And especially if you had like survive, you know, all the gear yeah. there and even have a rope on you and yeah. and just get used to like what it feels like to fall in, to get the rush of, you know, cold water mm -hmm. and then the practice, the tactics getting out. I, you know, anything else you practice in life, right? Right. Exactly. Why not? Why not? Imagine. Gosh. So. Um, I've, I've had practice. Yes, you have. So uh, I don't want to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I totally agree with you. But but yeah, just be safe. That's yeah, that's it. So we're gonna wrap up this edition. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll be back next week with our normal format and yep. our um, our normal goings on. But yeah, sorry um, to be such a, a downer. Yeah. But I think it, it needs to be talked about. It happened to me. It was real, and um, we just need everyone just to be safe and, and hug your family tight and get home. My friend Brian Coffey, who was with me that night, set up a GoFundMe page for Garrett Hounsell's children. Uh, this is what he wrote on the GoFundMe page. My name is Brian Coffey. Clay Groves and I were first on the scene when Garrett Hounsell fell through the ice on Pequocket Pond in Conway, New Hampshire, on the night of February 9th. We were the last two people to speak to Garrett before he died and went under the ice. It was a horrific experience. My heart is heavy as we later learned that Garrett was a young man of, of 23 and was leaving behind two young sons, a two- and a four-year-old, and his wife, Grace. <clears throat> My heart bleeds for his family and how fast life can change. The money should be used for helping his young family survive such a huge loss, especially for the two young boys. I feel personally connected, connected here. Although I never knew Garrett and he never knew me, my voice was one of the last voices he heard. I just want to help his poor family in any way that I can. I lived in Mount Washington Valley for 35 years, and one thing I have seen over the years is how generous the area is when someone's life has been cut short. It means a lot to know that as a community, we can help his family with this terrible loss. We would forever be thankful for whatever you can give. Now, on a personal note, I want to see the fishing community step up and support this family. Um, I felt helpless, and this is one way that we can give back. So you'll see a link on our Facebook page, our Twitter accounts, our Instagram, our website everywhere to this. And let's do our best to help this family out. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.